contact technology's come a very long way compared to before when I like dry as shit eyes and I'm just like yeah. constantly pulling at like my eyes and like my contacts. I don't have to do that nearly as much anymore with how more breathable they've gotten and how much better like yeah. the cleaning solution technology stuff has come to. That's a good point. Yeah, cuz that was that was one of the reasons I switched to glasses cuz I was like, man, every time I like Every time I'm not wearing my glasses, I'm looking forward to when I'm taking out my contacts. Yeah, and yeah, them on. yeah. So I was like, at this point, I was like, I probably should just not wear contacts because <laughs> it's bothering me. So, you know, it's, it wasn't terrible, but it was like, yeah, you just had that dry, itchy, oh like, yeah, irrit- irritated feeling all the time. Oh yeah, just on so, your eye, you just kind of get used to it. I'm like constantly like popping my eyelids to like try and get like some yeah moisture to try to like eyes. stimulate some extra like yeah like <laughs> almost trying to like irritate your eyes so that it starts watering just so yeah. that you can like get your contact to relax a little uh tough days like, this is not the way i want to live yeah Welcome to Pursuing Pixels. My name is Kevin Portelli, and I'm here tonight with Randall Nolary. Hey, folks. And it's just the two of us tonight. I feel like it's been a little while since we've had a little yeah, duo a uh, episode. We've been on a good streak here. With, yeah. Uh, you know, we've had to move our schedule around a little, but we've been able to keep things going. And uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I will say with uh, we were talking a little bit before I uh, getting rolling here. Both of our schedules have been pretty hectic, pretty busy lately. Yeah. So we've been uh, kind of chipping away, chipping away at some of the stuff that we've been playing, uh, but getting some multiplayer sessions in as well mm-hmm. and some various things. So. I don't know. We're going to just kind of talk about some of the stuff, maybe slightly more save it for the cast style than mm-hmm. uh, some of our normal episodes. But uh, but yeah, I know, Randall, you've been uh, chipping away at some of the other modes in uh, Resident Evil 4. I guess we'll just keep this streak going with uh, opening <laughs> up the episodes here with uh, some Resi action. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's I think it's the fifth time that I've brought Resident Evil 4 remake up. It's on at this least podcast. the fourth. Yeah, at least for the sure, fourth. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah but maybe fifth for sure. It's been it's been many times. Um, yeah, and that says a lot because usually like it's you know, there's and not that we're playing so many games, but I mean, it's a, usually there's you're just kind of like, OK, I'm ready to talk about the next thing. But yes. like, when a game kind of lingers this long for any of us, I feel like, you know, we're where I, I probably bounce around the most out of any of us, but I do feel like we all tend to be people that like to play a handful of games and have a few things in rotation. At oh, least, absolutely. You know? yeah, yeah. I'm almost never playing one thing and even still now I'm not, but like this yeah. has been a mainstay, you know, and of course like that old, uh, the, the next gen console quick resume stuff certainly helps the cause oh, a yeah. lot just to be oh, like, yeah. Hey, both NBA 2K, of course, but then also Resident <laughs> Evil 4 are just sitting there on quick resume. I press the button and, you know, within easily like, I don't know, five, six seconds tops, tops. I'm back yeah. in playing right back in the yeah. exact spot I was in before. Yeah, right. And it's just man, that that does a lot to adjust your behaviors on what you're doing, especially like, yeah, bouncing around busy with other things. But it's just you make it that easy for me. Well, that's yeah. you know, and it's and then like NBA 2K, I've played so much Resident Evil 4 remake that it's such second nature, you know, the controls in my hands. And now, yeah, just recently bought a samsung um 65 inch oled tv so it's like even a little bit bigger tv than i had before so like it's just a little bit more like responsive the you know the you know input lags just a little bit better and you know just being able to see a little bit more means like oh my god i feel like i'm even better at these things than I was before. And that's a nice feedback loop. Right. And like, some of those new TVs really, I, I feel like, cause a lot of times those, uh, the, like in, especially in like horror games, you know, where it like yeah. has an opening thing where it's like set the darkness level or yeah. the level. Yeah. And I'm like, if I set it to where you tell me to where I can barely see that logo, <laughs> yeah, I can yeah. barely see the fucking game. Like, no. I literally can't see anything in the game. For but, sure. Like, I feel like on those new TVs, you can see that depth of field like that. Yes. HD, I don't know if it's the HDR or whatever, but that yes. depth of like the, the blacks or the darker yes. colors. It's purely really, like you can actually see stuff. You know, it's like, yes, I don't know. It really does shine in that feature specifically, whether it's movies or, or games. But. You're not wrong. Like uh, and the the modern OLED TVs with HDR. HDR, you know, you're getting like perfect contrast. You can get like the blackest black next to white or other like really, you know, vibrant colors and it just pops. 
so much yeah. more. And yeah, you don't have to worry. There is no concern about like, can you see the logo? Black logo. They still put that in the front of the screen when you you know you start the game. Start the I, game. Yeah. I'm just like, nope. Default settings fine. That's that's cool. Yep. Let's just go. Yep. And it's 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 always perfect. You know, for that purpose, it's perfectly calibrated. So, very lucky nice. that way. Uh, <laughs> waited a while to get a, to a TV that didn't show green uh, yellows as greens. You know, <laughs> kind of <laughs> suffered through that for a number of years because I'm like, no, we bought this other TV. I'm going to use it. And, damn it. And with how fast they like upgrade the technology, you're yeah. always like, do I want to buy a TV now? Because Either this TV I'm buying now is going to be like 500 bucks cheaper in six months, or they're going to have a TV that's twice as good for the same price. You know, the new features. Yes. Like, oh, like these, this TV that's got like the HDMI 2.1 technology where like it's got this variable refresh rate and the refresh rates are now like 120 frames per second or above, you know, on some of these games, which is nuts, right? Like the smooth animation stuff. Anyway, Resident Evil 4 (laughs) (laughs) remake again. Um, All that to say, like, I've gotten so good at playing this game and it's bigger and it's because it's so focused on, like, shoot the guy in the leg or shoot him in the head. And, like, that causes different actions and going into your melee attacks. I've gotten so good at that combat loop. There's this other mode called the Mercenaries. And this is not new to, like, this version of the game. There's been Mercenaries mode in several games um, of the recent Resident Evils. I want to say there's at least like four or five of the games that have this, right? Um, Okay, yeah. I was wondering where that like mode kind of started too because the thing that, the game that I always associate the Mercenaries mode with is Gears of War for whatever reason. I remember playing (laughs) that mode with some friends, but just, or, or maybe it was called Horde mode or something like that, but just like, you know, taking down waves of enemies. But part of me thinks it did kind of start with Resident Evil 4 for some reason. Maybe not start, but... Yep. Yeah, it, it's uh this says the the first thing I googled says apparently is introduced in Resident Evil 3 Nemesis. Was oh, the okay. was the first one, so like we'll, interesting. we'll see uh about I don't know if that's actually accurate or not, but that, I didn't play a lot of Resident Evil 3. Um although yeah. they did remake that as well, so you know, maybe I'll go back and do that at some point. Yeah. Um, but it is. It's like an arcade Horde mode, kind of, you're not, you know, Gears of War is not a a horribly bad comparison point where it's like, throw the story out of here. Like, this is just about dumb. Like, here's a bunch of enemies for you to, you know, wail on, kill in waves. And, you know, there's the combo multiplier that's kind of pushing you forward to find more, to run into the hordes of enemies to, like, increase your point totals. Because ultimately, it's an arcade mode at heart. You're trying to get the best score. Like high score chaser, yeah. You're you're high score chasing in a time frame. I think you start with, like, a minute. And it's just, like, the timer's right there at the top of the screen counting down. You can select one of like a bunch of different characters that you saw within the Resident Evil four campaigns. You know, you've got the standard Leon and Ada, but you've also got some of the side characters like Luis and Wesker and some of the a lot of characters that were in some of these other Resident Evil games, too. Um, And ones that are like, I don't know if they made them specifically for this mode or not, but ones I didn't even recognize from this story. But they all have different abilities um, you know, and they've all got like special moves too that you can unlock if your combo goes long enough. There's kind of a meter that builds up where you can do a special move. Um, like uh, one of the characters I was just playing as earlier to kind of get myself back up to speed with the mode uh, before we talked about it today. Uh, Luis, who is kind of another character in Resident Evil that you're not sure if you can trust him or not, but he kind of helps you at certain points and then he kind of skedaddles off. His special when you build it up is he drops like a whole chunk of dynamite down once you hit that special button. And then like obviously Resident Evil 4 is all about like enemies are always trying to like hoard on top of you. So you drop a dynamite right in the middle of that. They're not that fast enough to get away from it. And then boom, there goes like seven enemies at the same time. And, you know, you keep your combo going you get a huge score bonus, you know, and you might be building up meter to do it again. And, you know, often with the special moves, you can do them more than once before that meter, the special meter runs out. Um, Okay. 
you can also find uh, yellow orbs around these levels. And the levels so far, I've unlocked four of them, but they're just um, basically kind of modified versions of four of the distinct sections of Resident Evil 4's campaign, um, which is cool because I know okay. that pretty well, too. But uh, you in each character you select when you start a level, you know, you can play through that in Mercenaries and then you get a rank at the end. S being the best down to I think the worst I've gotten so far is C or D. Okay. But uh yeah, the yellow orbs give you the special move bar immediately. Uh green orb uh increases your time limit if you can find them. I was just gonna say, is that time because 60 seconds, I was kind of surprised that, that that seems kind of like a short timer, but yeah, if you're able to kind of like rejuice that, or do you like gain time from like getting kills or anything yes. like that? Or so no? I think okay. you get like I want to say you get five seconds per like standard enemy kill. Okay. <clears throat> and then as like you progress and you're like lasting long enough and killing enough enemies and the timer keeps going, some of the more kind of special enemies, like, like some of the chainsaw guys that are like real sons of bitches to take out, will start coming through and you, okay. you know, those guys will give you more point reward, obviously, for killing them, but it's not easy to do. And, you know, yeah. it's very easy for you to be preoccupied with, you know, characters coming through a couple other areas, you know, up a ladder if you're on a roof. And then, oh, one's jumping over from a different building. And, oh, there's Chainsaw Guy. He just came up behind you. And, you know, there goes your head. Yeah. Or you um, or you try to take Chainsaw Guy down for too long and then yes. oh, there's 15, 20 seconds. And, yes. you know, now even though I got the kill, like now I'm out of time. So. And, and literally when I was playing earlier, that's what happened is I ran out of time as I was trying to like lay dynamite to kill a whole horde, including Chainsaw Guy. I'm like, ah, shoot, if I had like one or two more seconds that would have gone off and I would have been, you know, I would have bought myself at least like 15 seconds to keep the streak going right. So yeah. that's addictive in its own way, that loop. Definitely. And then, you know, oh, I when I played as Luis before on that first level, you know, I was just kind of messing around. And I got a C and oh, now this time, because I came back after playing so many times with so many other characters across these other levels, I got S I'm like, oh, sweet. That's awesome. Oh, heck yeah. And then, you know, you do that enough time with enough characters. Uh, you know, I've gotten a couple of character unlocks that way. I think even when you start the mercenaries mode, you only start with like the first village level, which is like the first main area of Resident Evil 4, which is not an easy area. That that okay. on ramp is pretty severe uh, when you yeah. first are playing the game. Um, but, yeah, it's it's been really rewarding. Um, I've kind of surprised that i hadn't tried a mercenaries mode in one of these games before because i like it quite a bit yeah that's that actually sounds like a lot of fun like i was actually picturing it more like uh like survive for as long as you can kind of mode which i know mm. it kind of is in in one way shape or form but that extra incentive to like yeah. rush out and get the kills to get more time or even just search for those like green oh, yeah. orbs to get more time yeah like that just incentivizing you to be aggressive because I do feel oh, like yes. a lot of times those games were like those survival modes can be fun for a while. But then when it's like, OK, now that I'm good at this game, it takes like 20 minutes or 15 minutes just for this to <laughs> ramp up to get to the difficulty where it's even fun or challenging or, what you know, whatever you're getting out of it. Right. And then it's like, you know, the balance just throws itself off once you get good enough at the game. So this seems like the better you get at the game, you can just push harder yes. at the enemies and just shoot for an even higher score to keep that combo going or whatever. Yes. So I'm assuming am, it's like a combo meter that like ticks down as like if you're not able to get another kill or do damage or and whatever. And it does. Yeah, it'll start flashing yeah. like oh, you're losing your combo. Like you're going to go back to zero unless you find another enemy to shoot pretty quickly. Yeah, um, and then you're making choices like, do I go for that health or do I go yes. for the kill? Do I go for, do I need more time? To, yeah, I love that risk reward just like yes. built in with that 60 second timer. It's like putting you under the gun right up front. It makes you the the horror villain ultimately because you're the one okay, doing yeah, like the yeah. slaughtering. It, it does. It, it, <laughs> yeah, like you said, it makes true. you so aggressive compared to mm -hmm. like the regular campaign where you're trying to be a little bit conservative. more conservative and you're kind mm -hmm. of sneaking around and trying to get stealth kills and you're trying to like make sure you don't use too much of your health because there's probably a boss that's going to come up that's going to be a real or too, jerk. Or too much ammo or something yeah. like that. Yeah. 
but yeah, there's ammo dropping everywhere from a, most enemies that die are going to drop some sort of like at least a handgun ammo or something. Right. So it's like they're just saying, no, here, like you, you we're going to take every barrier out of your way to make sure that you can like kill as much as you can within this time frame for maximum yeah. point value. And then there's a leaderboard, you know, that's either like friends leaderboard or just overall online leaderboard. So there's even that if you get like real really into it yeah yeah Yeah, you know so i'm probably just gonna try to get s rank on you know every character and level stages and stuff yeah yeah dang that's going ham too like with every character that's like mario tennis status like look at the star star ranking with every character yes that's where i'm at with it and i'm probably gonna do that until i do that and there's still two characters out of the eight slots that i haven't unlocked so i'm kind of curious to figure and although like one of the unlocks even that i got from doing some of the mercenaries was a gun that i can use if i played the campaign again so i'm like shoot like so there's yeah there's even that crossover appeal that little extra incentive that like oh if you unlock some cool stuff that might incentivize you to then play through the campaign again Mm -hmm. so Yep. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Do you know if you can play the mercenaries mode uh, multiplayer or is it strictly a single player mode? I'm not sure. Uh, That's a good question. Because when you were talking about that, I know I've mentioned before when you've talked about Resident Evil, any any of the versions that me and my buddy, uh, my old roommate Steve, we played uh, Resident Evil 6 together through that. And I do vaguely remember playing some kind of mode where you would like. Yeah, we we were like having to be aggressive and kill enemies to like get more time, and yeah, just trying to keep that timer going. Oh, yeah. I, I have a vague recollection of that, so I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like you said, they've kept that going throughout the series. So it looks like in this remake of four, it's single player only, at least based on what I'm seeing so far. Which makes sense because I I know the campaign of Resident Evil Six was kind of built around being a co-op. Campaign, yeah. So yeah, yeah. This one obviously four is not so much. So which is too bad because it would still be a blast that way definitely definitely yeah yeah but i'm always a sucker for that risk reward gameplay and that high score chasing so put it together and and it's kind of cool that they're able to like kind of do that with the same gameplay elements obviously twisted a little bit with new characters with different abilities or whatever outside of what's available in the main game but like essentially taking the same gameplay but making it a totally different feel and flavor uh you know Oh, it is cool. big time. Like one one final example, and then I'll stop talking about this game. Was like <laughs> one of the characters, and I think his name is like Hunk or something like that. But like he's not in the main game, but um, his okay. like his big ability is like his special is his ability to uh, basically break people's necks from behind (laughs) which you know on single like individual enemies it's like well this kind of takes too long like compared to the time it's taking to do this animation like i could shoot these guys but if you get like chainsaw guy dazed or like the huge horse-faced guy with a hammer that's gonna like beat the crap out of you you could still like one basically one hit kill those guys if you stun them and do that so this like the levels of risk reward like you have to be close enough to them to go up and like crack their necks from behind after you've stunned them but like you're also close enough to get yourself sawed in half if you make a misstep so yeah it's just like there's so many different like layers and and flavors to that It's, it's so good yeah, I'm definitely going to have to snag this remake at some point once I get one of these next-gen consoles. I know I've said that, but now I'm like, I'm pretty much sold, even if I only get into that mercenaries mode. Like, that's, that's fun. That, that might be enough just for me. Yeah, yeah. It's very fun. Yeah. Well, uh, well I guess, yeah, onto a totally different uh, <laughs> flavor <laughs> of uh, video next. game here. Yeah. Or I guess maybe not totally. I don't know. It's a wild <laughs> game. But, yeah, Randall and I have both still been playing some uh, Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Oh, yeah. Uh, this week, I know you haven't had quite as much time as I have yeah. to uh, chip away at this one. Uh, as of last time, I think uh, when I recorded our last Save It For The Cast intro to that episode, I think I had just cleared and seen the credits roll nice. in the game. Um, and then I actually have played a little bit more since then and kind of like gone through and combed through for some extra secrets. One of the nice things that they do at the end of the game is like, oh, now anything, any like level that you might have missed is now like a question mark on like when you Ooh. look at like the list of levels. So, you know, like, OK, I missed something in this world. You might very it doesn't nice. flag it. Like that's one thing that I actually think could be improved upon a little bit. And I think that's been the case even in the like new Super Mario Brothers U. And like as much as I actually love the world map in this game, like I I absolutely it might even be one of my favorite parts yeah. of this game. It's just I kind like of exploring. Like it, it just really 
really adds to the sense of like adventure in the game. Of, yeah, like, it's its own like gameplay element. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and there's not it's not like it's so interactive or anything, but there's all these little extra hidden tubes yes. around and like extra levels that like yes like i thought i explored like in world i think it's two or three like the desert yeah it's kind of like a bigger more expansive and i was like i i felt like i was like oh this looks kind of like there's going to be some secrets here so i really Mm -hmm. combed through that area and i was like okay i found everything here and then like later on cleared some worlds that said when i cleared something it was like oh you found all the flower coins in this uh world so you're it gave me some kind of bonus for that or whatever. So I was like, well, clearly I didn't do that in the other world mm-hmm. or any of the worlds before this. So I must have missed some stuff. And like there were on like on that world, I think there were two or three like just straight up levels that I missed in the game. Or just in the sand. Yeah. Yeah. That are just like buried out there, but even more like kind of hidden ones. And then there's even mm-hmm. extra hidden like ones that you'll find that'll lead to like a special world mm-hmm. kind of Super Mario World style. Oh, man, I haven't actually played any of those stages yet. And this is. I'm kind of torn. Like I'm, I as much as I love the game, I definitely had a blast front to back. Have no real. Well, I guess I, I have plenty of gripes about it and plenty of things to praise about the game too. But I will say, for like the first time in a long time, I'm not feeling overly compelled to like hundred percent the oh. game. I'm like kind of like as much as I'm. I kind of want to. The only I I could see myself wanting to go back if if I were playing multiplayer per se because I'm just like. I, I don't know something about replaying these levels and having to like trigger the events because I, I was I actually ended up looking up because I know we talked about it a little bit like how the game feels kind of inspired by the the Donkey Kong Country Returns or Tropical Freeze games. Yeah, I actually like playing through some of these levels again and like um or since last time we talked, I guess I ended up looking it up because I was like, is this the is this game the reason why Metroid Prime Four has been delayed? Like, did Retro <laughs> Studios actually work on this game? Right, because there were so, so many much, moments. Yeah, there's so many moments where I was like, oh my god, this just feels like exactly like the pacing, the yep. the visuals, the yes. way the music syncs up with yes. uh, just just everything about it. But to the best I can tell, they didn't have any hand in it, but they definitely ah. had some inspiration for sure. Oh, for sure. Um, and and for all I know, I mean, maybe there's definitely some team members that have, you know, moved to, you know, shifted their role. I, I have no idea. Yep. But uh, but the one thing that I will say that kind of feels a little different, like in Donkey Kong Country in those games, like the the characters feel a lot weightier. So all those times where you're having to like kind of stop and go and trigger events and wait for them to kind of happen feels a little more natural. It's still it's still a little stop and go but it's a little yeah. bit more noticeable in Mario wonder for me. Cause I'm typically just wanting to hold down run right and run to the right or left or whichever way I'm going on that level. Yeah. And like a lot of times I'm running into those little like blue flower pods that are spawning an event to happen. And I'm like, I'm running too fast mm. for it to have like, and le- like you're kind of there right as they're triggering and you're like not able to really react to them uh. in a way. And I'm, I'm just like missing that reactive feeling that I get from usually playing a Mario game where I'm able to just really even the first time I play a level I can just kind of wing it and I maybe I'm not going to find every secret but I'm still going to like feel like I'm just like ripping through it like a master Mario player where this like I almost feel like I'm I'm forcing myself to not play the way I want to because I got to kind of wait for things to to trigger and whatnot but at the same time like I'm loving all the different secrets and I I, but that's where I feel like playing multiplayer would be a lot more fun because you'd be like discovering the secrets together and being like yes. oh, let's go back and get that last purple coin but where i'm like and the pace is alone, naturally a little slower that way right because you're you're kind of you're waiting you're, you're for you're one another for two players to kind of do their own exploration along the way so you're not just like just zooming through the same way you might if you're a single player mm-hmm. and i will say I think we might have even touched on this before is like some of those like badge specific special levels are very much I think that style that you're describing gameplay yeah. where you're just like smoking through the level and it's kind of meant to be just kind of ran through or like just those like precision jumped through wall jump yeah. through whatever it might be like it's very difficult to do that multiplayer. Like you can tell it was not designed around that. That's a good point. That's a good point. Anytime when things get a little too precision-y. Yeah. But yeah, I I was actually, when I was reading a little bit about it after I tried to look up if retro had worked on the game at all. Yeah. I was reading that like, apparently the inspiration for the game was to try to like, try to recapture that 
element of like surprise and secrets from the old games, I guess, is really what they were looking for. And then they just ended up like really letting them run with the development time. And like, hey, because nice. I guess Mario U, um, Super Mario Brothers U, I think came out in like 2012, I think they said. 2012. So, like, it's been over 10 years since the last like proper 2D Mario game, Nuts. you know, entry in the series. So they really did. I think they said there were like 2000 ideas on the table and then they wow. went with the best ones. And that's, again, like a, a couple things like there are a few of the like Wonderflower ideas that they revisit throughout the game as you sure. progress. And but even with some of those that they revisit, I'm like, man, there's so there's a whole game on the table here with this yes. like concept. Like uh, one of them was like, you. I think we might have talked about this last time, too. You turned into like this jelly blob Mario that mm-hmm. like sticks to either the wall or the ceiling or whatever in the gameplay. You know, you're just kind of moving to the right or left and that's either forward or backward essentially or clockwise yep. counterclockwise you're kind of going around these round platforms or whatever and there's some later stages where they introduce that again or they bring it back i guess i should say and like it really starts to click a little more now that you're getting more used to the controls and it, it, it was almost like a bummer because i'm like man that's such a cool kind con- like they could have just made a whole separate non Mario game of this of this yeah. concept, or just do know? a Luigi U of that, right? And it's just like right, right, twenty or thirty. And Luigi's experience. like some blob, like in the slime, and form. <laughs> you gotta like you gotta rescue him or something. Yes, or get out of the pipes or something. But yeah, I, one thing that's making the game a little bit more fun now as well is like I got a new badge that's like a radar badge. I might have said this last time too, but it's like now pings when I'm near any secret. That I think I very, did talk about this, yeah, so it, it does that, help a little big bit time for this sort of game, especially when I'm like now going through and just trying to like go through and comb, yes. and, you know, find all the extra coins that I missed because I definitely did not through like I usually do in like uh, in any platformer, but definitely with a 2D Mario game, I'm usually like I will not move on to the next level until I found <laughs> all three hidden coins and whatever, like you know, that. done virtually everything. But because of the way the overworld map is on this, like it does have its world one, world two, world three, but the stages within those worlds, it isn't really broken up like, you know, world one dash one, one dash two. It's just kind of like, here's a level with a name Here's You know, there's yeah. to a, to a degree, you kind of have to unlock some of them in an order yeah. where like you can't get to this certain area of the map without but, like, a number of wonder seeds or whatever. Yeah. Or, right. or purple coins to, uh, you know, fix the bridge pay, or pay whatever. off a toad or something. Yeah. yeah. I always think that's so funny. Like I can't fix <laughs> this bridge unless somebody would just pay me. <laughs> I'm just like, what are these magic the same team, flower bro. coins or something? Come on. But, uh, but yeah, even like, yeah, all the little, I think we mentioned last time too, the little like throwbacks to like Captain Toad and yes. the overworld map and you're like finding all these little hidden secrets. But uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to like playing some of the special world levels, seeing what those Man. are like. Because some of the, like you said, some of the badge challenges get a little bit challenging. Oh yeah. Um, And I still like, again, to another badge, I think I mentioned last time too, that like vine piranha plant, that's like a, almost like a grappling hook. Yeah. Like that's one where I'm like, that's another whole like game in and of itself. I would happily play like Mario, (laughs) Mario's piranha plant wall climb or something. I like the swimming Um, levels too, but I always do like there's, there's, and I, I think that's, I think that is kind of magical that they leave more to be desired on a lot of these like one-off concepts though that like that's true that, that is true. much effort into these and they feel so good but you're like nah we're gonna leave you wanting more of those yeah. and we're just gonna there's just gonna be the little switch up pitches we we throw out there and you know and like you said the non-linear levels kind of add to that too where it's not just this there's this and then you can expect it to get harder and a little bit harder and, and maybe we'll throw you one new power up it's like no here's a different experience here's an easier experience after you had that really difficult experience you know yeah yeah the, the mix-up of level difficulty is really nice like once you get towards the later worlds it definitely there are some tougher ones but there were still some like two star rated oh exactly difficulty levels. i'm on the level nice. one or the lava level or lava world or whatever i don't i don't know the names of them but the, like, i think it's the magma bog which i thought was kind of right. a cool i was like <laughs> that has like a cool ring to it instead of just like lava or volcano yeah. or whatever like it was like even though once i got there i was like okay it's basically a lava land but yeah you know, but it, like, it felt like it had a different flavor to it oh it did yeah and, and, and th- to be fair all the other worlds up to that point i felt like had a really unique flavor to to it i shouldn't say really unique but unique enough it wasn't just like Grassland, Iceland, desert, like it, they had yeah. like an extra layer of it. I don't know. It like did. I said that last time too, but 
Yeah, and it's just like, but yeah, the two star ones in there are like, oh shoot, this is an easy level. Like, uh, look, it's only two stars. By that point, I'm like, you know, that's, but that's, you know, that bakes in. You've already made it this far. You know, it's you know, you're not getting one stars as the easy ones anymore. Yeah, two and three stars are going to be the <laughs> comparatively yeah. easier levels or you know you can at least complete them you know even in a a multiplayer context where sometimes that like i said that could be easier sometimes that can be a little bit more difficult depending on what they're asking you to do in a given section yeah so yeah i agree that and that's one thing like because there's even like some of those levels like those search party levels like i haven't actually cleared a lot of those because i'm just like i don't i can't find everything and that those are levels that i that i also think would be a little more fun multiplayer yes those those are like where they are kind of expecting you to run around and kind of like jump around around. look for look for hidden blocks look for whatever and that's where it kind of feels like it's channeling some of that like original mario energy even like lost levels a little bit but not as annoying and tedious because you know hey this is a search party level i know i'm looking for stuff and then when they do have those random hidden blocks like in just weird spots it's like just a one-up or something it's not like you need to trigger these this stair step of (laughs) invisible blocks to get over this wall yeah exactly it's not exactly for progression it's not necessary of it all it's just the the fun of exploration and like and and that that makes me think of and I thought and I noticed it pretty early. I'm like, oh, that's a change. There's no there's no time limit on a level. There's no yes. time counting down. You can just go at whatever pace you want. You don't have to speed through it. Yep. And that's been very cool for multiplayer as well. There's no like is that's such a good point for multiplayer specifically. Yeah. And that's cool. Yeah. And that's, you know, one thing we didn't talk about, I think we talked about obviously Elephant Mario and uh, yeah. Drill Mario last yeah. time, but I don't think we really talked about the bubble. Uh, we did not. Power up all not that very much. much. And I probably for reason on my end, at least it's a little bit underwhelming. It is fun to kind of throw them and like bounce off them and use yeah. them as like a springboard and whatnot. But it is or kinda... to, like go through walls. If like enemies are stuck, like within walls or ah, like on the other side yeah. of something, that's or often to, like, trigger the utility something. I got. Yeah. 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 But it is for some reason, it's like a little unsatisfying to just like hit an enemy with one of those and then they just like turn into a coin. In yeah. A bubble. Like it's just like something I wish they popped and just just popped or something. Just something about agree. the way it happens just feels very unsatisfying. It does. It feels, like it feels like, a little that's not flat. The way it's supposed to work. Yeah. It does yeah, feel flat. a little flat a that they just turn into coins. And it also feels a little flat that they unlike bubble bobble, I can't just infinitely bounce on these bubbles to like, yeah, you know, use them to like really jank my way up to like a higher vertical plane or something, you know? Yeah, like, like that's trap an enemy in a bubble and then use it to your advantage, like make the bubble more sturdy somehow or something. Yeah, like, but I, maybe I just, just like need that to like get up. good because like it, you can bounce on the bubbles and you can throw and, a crap ton of bubbles out at the same time. So I don't know. Yeah, and you can do that spin jump too, yeah. like off the ground. You can do a pretty freaking high jump too and shoot a yeah. bubble out on each side or a fireball if you're Fire Mario. But yeah, that's one thing that actually when I've been playing, I I didn't really use it much during the like my regular playthrough because I'm, I'm really not using any of the badges like i said i think i said last time like i used that cap like cape badge is the one i had to quit but i pretty much never used it uh, i never kind of like have it like parachute on from that one very early like we did not use that cape hat badge much at all i just left it equipped because i was like i'm really not using any of my badges right. and then once i got that radar badge i was like okay yeah. that actually because that's another thing is like some of the badges like i feel like they would really throw off like they have like this mega like speed boost badge that like <laughs> on the level that you play it on like it gives you like coyote time like you would not believe like you can run <laughs> off the platform by like 15 feet oh, and no. then still jump and it kind of it kind of shows you like a little guideline where you're supposed to jump or the coin trails wow. kind of show you how you're supposed to work that But then if you were to equip that badge in a regular level, like I was already complaining about how fast you're going, even when you don't have that badge equipped and like the way you trigger things and whatnot, it just seems like it just seems like it would be a little bit busted, a little bit broken with some of the badges and the way it works. But but at the same time, I feel like that does lend itself more to that, like chaotic multiplayer, like let's just have fun, explore. I I don't know. I I mostly have just been thinking a lot about like I I don't see myself going to 100% this game but I would see like if me and you were playing this side by side together I'd be like let's get all these purple coins come on oh for sure but like myself I'm not feeling overly motivated I'm more just like I just want to see all the levels I want to clear them maybe I'll do it someday but it just seems like so much extra effort and and I definitely don't think I'm gonna 100 100% it because I know they like even keep track of like catch getting the top of each 
goalpost on each level. And it's like, oh, am I really going to make that happen on the ones that I miss? Am I really going to replay that full <laughs> level just to get that goalpost at the end for no. all of them? No, because I the only game I ever did that for was on Super Mario 3D World because you had the cat suit. And if you had that cat uh, yeah, suit equipped, you could up. literally just climb up the yep. pole. So anyone I didn't get it on, I would just like stockpile those bells and just yep. like, okay, let me just use it when I get to the end of the level and climb up. So yep. you could kind of cheese it. This one, although I will say that's some of the most fun level design in the game is like just those, like the different ways they have you like yes. do different jump challenges or whatever to get to the top of the flagpole. Yes. Um, And again, throughout the whole game, I've still been just absolutely blown away by like just one fresh idea after another. And I'm talking totally outside of the Wonder Flowers, like just the new enemies introduced one after another. Yeah, lots of different enemies after another. Yep. Um, And again, just that like tie using like Super Mario 3 and World as kind of the DNA. Love it. Instead of Mario Brothers. It's been uh, I just feel like it goes such a long way it for does. making this game a, a bigger feeling experience. I don't know how to explain it other than that, but totally, totally agreed. And yeah, like badge wise, I'd say we end up more with like the wall jump badges or like the the yeah, high cool. jump kind of like uh, almost kind of feels like a Luigi jump in Super Mario Brothers 2 type of yeah, jump, yeah. you know, like those we've leaned on more than it, or like the ones that give you more coins just so we can just load up a crap ton of lives if we were just on a level where we just got like beat down pretty good. Like we'd flip between those. But yeah, um, otherwise. Yeah, I, I echo all those points. I just love like it's so fascinating to see all the all the variance in enemies and and ideas. When I mean the the new Super Mario Brothers series, it was good. You know, did did a good job, but I wouldn't say it had so many new ideas <laughs> compared to yeah, what this yeah. one game is doing. You know, this way. So like, yeah, Super yeah, Mario it's, Wonder. It's, it's good stuff. It's definitely jam-packed, yeah. And I, and I will say, too, replaying some of these levels, I know I said last time that I was kind of curious how some of the levels would play if you just kind of avoided the Wonder Flowers. And because yeah. in a lot of the cases, I've just been trying to get, like, the second or third purple coin on a stage or whatever. Um, I, I've been just ripping through them and skipping over that flower sometimes, and they yeah. still feel great. They still feel, actually, nice. in some cases, like, have a more natural flow than it did when I got the flowers. So nice. even though that added a cool twist, like, it's it's been cool to to watch how that game comes together. Yes. Um, Choose your own adventure that way. Like you can do the trippy flowers or not after you've found them once, you know, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely, yeah, it definitely seems like if you're, I, I don't know. Yeah. I'd be curious just to see what like the speed running situation looks like for people that are just looking to rip through levels as fast as they can. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm definitely looking forward to playing this one. It's one that I've, I I kind of feel like I might just leave on the back burner once I feel like I've had my fill and then wait for a chance where I have some opportunity. And I keep forgetting that it's got online play, so maybe we can even sync up online and play. So Yeah. No, that would be um, cool. I, I would like to try that out. Secrets. Yeah, yeah. And it is. It's for like sure. you said before with like Donkey Kong Country games, you don't have to 100% it. You could be like I'm leaving that purple coin there for the time that I come back to this in a couple years time or whatever. And there's my incentive to still have a fresh experience, right? That's yeah, okay. Too. Exactly. Or, or even just say hey, that part of the game's not compelling to me and I'm just yeah. not going <laughs> to yeah. engage with and that's it. That's fine. fine too. If the rest of it's, fun, you saw the so credits. Yeah. And actually I will <laughs> say, I won't spoil anything about it, but the credit sequence was really cool. Like a really oh. fun, oh. uh, just experience. And like, yeah, I, I just like, how big the game feels. I don't yes. know how, to, how else to explain it. Like every world has like so many levels. Like again, yes. like that formula of just like eight worlds with eight levels in it is just thrown out the window. I know every level isn't like a full blown level, but I think like the first or second world, I think where I was counting up like how many stages were in some of them. Yeah. And I think there was like 12 levels plus badge levels. And then some Man. of the later ones only had like seven stages. So it's like, it's That's that great. mixed bag. Like you never know what you're getting. Like you're going to a new zone and it's kind of mysterious as opposed to like, again, in the old ones, it's just like, there's a little bit of exploration going on, but you kind of know, okay, every world has X amount of stages and one ghost house and you know, one, ca- one mini cast. You kind of just know the formula Yes. where this game kind of kicked that formula to the formula to the curb a little bit. There's, there's a bigger conversation to be had about how Nintendo in general has been more willing to kick the convention to the curb on uh, a lot of their franchises uh, lately. And that's 
been to great effect, I would say. Mario and yeah. Zelda come immediately to mind. And, you know, even in some other ones, too, there's just been streamlining and saying, like, what makes this good or fun or, like, what's some other things we can try without losing the heart of what Mario is, you know, in yeah. this instance. And I think that I think that was a guiding principle and it worked quite well. I, th- I think so, too. And I think the another big thing, too, is I think on their last two consoles, whether it was the Wii or the Wii U or even the 3DS, there was always like yeah. kind of that gimmick to the hardware baked in that they were like, yeah, in, in a lot of cases, using really well. Yeah. Right. like the, And they, they used it really well in almost yes. every case. But like yes. this time they had they were like kind of forced to be like, we need to make an inventive Mario or You're Zelda right. or whatever game without those gimmicks in yep. it. Like maybe there's motion controls in the game or whatever but like that's not new or fresh at this point you know correct we got to just like come up with cool inventive gameplay ideas because nothing hardware wise we're not impressing anybody you know other than the fact that they're happy they can play these games on the go right and there's been enough ports of those older games of those more traditional experiences and those franchises that you could still play on this platform so a new thing has to be more inventive creatively without yeah the gimmicks i guess yeah and without totally you know abandoning what made the series or the whatever you know what what's great about it in the first place you know which is cool they they really captured that with wonder i feel so agreed yeah well i know uh before we wrap it up too we've all been doing a little bit or we've both been doing a little multiplayer gaming here and there or i guess i don't know if you've been doing uh the strikers uh multiplayer but i know you've that's been the main thing is that you and tina mostly been playing or yeah yeah we have yeah and it was you know tina's like what about that mario strikers we should pull that back out i'm like you know what yes we should because uh i liked that game then i know we kind of had differing opinions of that and that came out uh last year um and it and i will fully admit then and now um there's it's not the most fully featured package mario strikers battle league <laughs> even still because they've added a little bit since yes. last time we talked about it right because i think we just talked about it kind of, kind of right around the time it came out yeah you've gotten some new characters um added in uh, i think like uh bowser jr and pauline and uh, i might be forgetting like one or two that also got added since then um okay plus they've got like the club gear that you can unlock which basically like lets you modify the character's stats to say oh i want them to be faster but maybe their passing ability is less you know and you have those trade-offs so you have i think they added some more of that gear too and each character you can you know have that kind of whatever like specified custom gear version of but it costs these coins you earn the coins by winning um the cups so there's okay. these like tournaments, basically, um, each each cup that you can win is kind of like a mini bracketed tournament. Um, yeah. So that's what Tina and I focused on um, is like, oh, shoot, like we had played this, but we'd only played like the first whatever, like four cups. And, you yeah. know, there was still um, one or two of these like harder cups that were available. Now that we've got again this bigger TV, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. oh shoot, and Tina's like, I can see that's these a good things now. Game. That's a good looking game too. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It looks great. Um, I think it plays great. You know, I know mm-hmm. it's not exactly the same as, you know, Strikers on GameCube, which is you know the gold standard. But to me, for and and now I'm used to how this plays. I I like it a lot. Um. You know, and there's some new items and stuff like that. And I like the customization you could do with your team where it's not just one character and a bunch of toads. It's, oh, let me pick all four of my characters on my team, right? And Bowser's on the back end because he's the bruiser, but he's not going to be as fast. But, you know, he can cross the midfield and do the special shot or whatever you know yeah yeah which is fun um but yeah all that to say we've we've had a handful of sessions lately uh we just kind of kept coming back to it and you know built up um that kind of feel of the gameplay again to the point where we won um after losing or once or twice on those harder cups because we weren't able to just i guess we could have started with an easy one again but i'm like we already beat them. you gotta pick up where you left off yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we got back in the groove and they're like oh yep yep beat that beat that cup and like they give you a couple of tries where like even if you lose once it you get two hearts to start and you know you lose a heart by losing a match, but then that just puts you in the quote unquote losers bracket that you could still win out and have the opportunity to be in the final and beat the champ if you like do it twice or whatever. So 
Okay. There's, you know, there's, there's a way to, to still kind of win the cup by losing once. Um, so we did that and we beat those two last harder cups that actually unlocked a whole nother series of like expert cups. And we tried nice. one of those and like we held our own, but it was even harder to like score goals. And it was like, Ooh, yeah, we might have to keep on this if we're going to try to beat that. But like the coin rewards are even higher if you wanted to buy more gear with more coins. So that's kind of cool. There's more there. So, yeah, yeah. It's good. It's definitely like the fact that I've seen you fired up a few times and actually my buddies back home that I uh, play uh, Mario Kart with from time to time. I know they uh, my one buddy and his brother fired up from time to time. Strikers, that is, and like still play it here and there. So I'm like as much as like, yeah, I miss that, like pick up and play arcadiness of the original. Like it does because like that's such a bummer, like when you pick up one of these new sports games or, you know, Nintendo sports games and like it just doesn't grab you. Yes. Like I. I've, when I grabbed uh, Mario Tennis Aces, like I know people had mixed reactions on that game, but as far as like just the the gameplay in and of itself, I had a blast with that. Same. So, like I didn't I didn't feel like I feel like hey I bought a video game and I had a blast with it. We're like strikers. Yeah. I bought it, and especially with the love I have for the first game in the oh, series, yeah. and it did look pretty promising from what they had showed. I was like, oh, it looks like they kind of corrected course from what I didn't like about the Wii version. Yep, and it's still so, next level games and everything. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm I'm definitely tempted to fire this one back up because, yeah, there were all, uh, my on my multiplayer and I've mostly just been yeah doing some Mario Kart. We've been gearing up for like that last batch of uh, DLC tracks oh, that yeah. they're planning on adding uh, at oh, the end man. of the year. I think they said like holiday or whatever. Yes. Um, and actually, I think adding some new characters as well, like Diddy Kong so too. and Funky Kong are getting added in and a nice. couple other characters as well. I think Pauline. Nice. Um. So, yeah, I'm pretty pumped to, to check that out. I know my buddies and I are like, there's going to be 96 courses. So we're like already like trying to schedule a day where we're all going to like obviously take some breaks in between, but go do it like <laughs> Tour de France style or whatever. Um, <laughs> 96 or Le Mans or whatever. Is just unbelievable. It's wild. Like the the quality of this game, like the package that is on display here, like I, I kind of wish they just wouldn't stop again. I wish this was just like the Mario Kart you know forever <laughs> or whatever and i, I kept, legitimately kept don't know what the next tracks. step even would look like at this point like uh, yeah what do you where do you go from here on the next switch if you release it? not if mario kart yeah. sold a gajillion copies for them there yeah, will you know be it's gonna keep mario going kart. but yeah it's like how can you release something new that doesn't contain all of this because like right yeah, just the the fact that the and I know, too, it's it's kind of funny because when the first like couple waves of like those DLC tracks came out, I remember people like, oh, these look, you know, they, they don't look as good. The level of detail <laughs> and like to me, I, it feels like they've just gotten better and yes, better and better. They have um, with each one, both in the level of like the tracks that they've picked and the yes. tweaks that they've made to like the old tracks that to make them new uh, to give them a fresh spin or whatever. Like, I don't know. They've been I, better just, than some of the bass tracks. Like, and yeah, consistently. agreed, agreed. Which is really yeah, even something. Some of, even some of those like Super Nintendo or Game Boy Advance ones. They're good. And some of my favorite tracks. Yes. They're, like a little more straightforward, but like with just enough little twist to them. But they've been um, reimagined. They're, they're almost using those games, original levels as like a theme to base yeah, these new yeah, levels on. Right. To like and make a new level with. Yes. It. Yeah, with, and it's with like awesome. a general layout. Yeah. It's so, so much fun. So much fun. Such a great looking game, especially like when we get played at my friends a lot. Like mostly we play at my buddy Vince's and he's got like a pretty big projector that we play on. Nice. Um, that although a lot, a lot of times too. we all a lot of us are playing handheld at the same time while we all link up. But yeah, um, which yeah, is cool. I'm, too. I'm definitely. I'm definitely looking forward to this like last batch of tracks and just cool to see like Nintendo continue to support a game for so freaking oh long. Gosh. I mean, this is a game that came out on the Wii U. Yes. And they have just continued. Obviously, they, you know, it's not like you got it for free if you had the Wii U version on Switch or whatever, but they've still continued to like support it and see the potential. And like, hey, even though this was an old game, like we can we can milk some more mileage out of this if we just make some more tracks, you know? Oh, I mean, the base product there in Mario Kart 8 was so good anyway. I, I didn't. Yeah. That was a scenario why I, I did not complain about buying, you know, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, mm-hmm. even though I had Mario Kart 8. I had bought all and the, DLC for the DLC that was yep, on that yep. Wii U version. And of course, I'm never going to play that version again because of this version. But this yep. is it's OK because this package has been so incredible. Yeah, they definitely poured some love into this thing. And especially the fact that they include it with the expansion pass, like all yes. the DLC stuff. They yes. easily could 
could milk more money out of that if they wanted to, and people would pay for it. Oh, that's easily. Would, would as many people have value. access to it? Of course not. But like, right? They definitely would have sold more copies of it without a doubt. So, yep. No, that's been a core value of the the expansion. Yes. Yeah, no doubt about it. Been, that's like has been that stuff. Yeah, between that and then the obviously the Game Boy Advance and the Genesis yeah. and the 64 stuff, like those things combined, it's like no brainer. Yeah. Yep. Yep. No, uh, man, I, I'm psyched. I'm sure we'll talk about that DLC when it comes out. It's sad that it's the last one. It's been I know such it's a, a little bittersweet. It's definitely going to be a little bittersweet. Yeah. But uh. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But I'm definitely looking forward to combing through a little more Mario Wonder trying to like I said I don't know if I'm a hundred hundred percent it but <laughs> I definitely want to try to at least get some more purple coins and see if I can clear some more of that stuff and yeah looking forward to doing some Mario Kart marathoning soon but uh oh, yeah. I don't know any more video game stuff on your end Randall before we uh wrap it up tonight or no I think that's it I'm probably gonna play uh play more wonder I'm definitely gonna see wonder through um yeah yeah, yeah you're gonna getting, you gotta be getting close right if you're in the magma bog have you been going in order have you been jumping around a lot I think we've mostly been going in order we've jumped around a little bit when the opportunities kind of presented itself um yeah you know or you know it's kind of cool where you can pause do that pause menu and you can kind of see like the levels and it shows you just at a glance like oh here's you're missing like one wonder seed or whatever and one purple coin from this level or that level and like oh okay we missed a lot in this early area comparatively yeah That's, yeah we've done I a mean, little that, bit of that but mostly we've just kind of been pushing forward more or less in order so we'll probably keep doing that that's what's been cool about the game too is yeah like i said i usually kind of tend to like get hung up on like i want to find everything where this game has just kind of kept pushing me forward and just yeah. like i'll go back for the goodies later you know exactly even if, and even if i don't go back for them who cares i still had fun playing through the game i don't need 100 percent everything to have a good time so bingo exactly yeah although mario i just tend to be like that i just need to again i'm not gonna 100 percent, but at least like the main stages and the coins i'm just like i get those are challenging and fun to get so I'm, i want to get them so it's just the excuse to do it again exactly exactly but uh but yeah i guess we'll uh leave it there on the video games chit chat and whatnot for this week and uh yeah i know we're uh i think john and i are planning on recording a duo episode next week or sometime soon so uh we'll have a little bit of a mixed schedule with the holidays coming up around but i'm sure we'll uh have plenty of video games to talk about and whatnot i know i still got to get my resolution game in and (laughs) nine two which i think john and i might even try to fire up sometime soon here Love to hear about that um yeah i'm dying to play that game so no doubt. not not too bad because i could have played it <laughs> for the last 10 months or 11 months but anyways <laughs> that wouldn't be the ritual of this podcast exactly this i gotta keep i gotta keep it on tradition for sure <laughs> but uh but yeah on that note i think we can wrap things up there for this week uh and yeah as always you can find us on the internet at pursuingpixels.com and virtually anywhere else on the internet just look up pursuing pixels and uh yeah until next week uh we will catch you then and take care and we'll see you then bye-bye <laughs>extra line there we'll see you then i'm i feel like i that was that was how i uh, hang up on my appointments or by uh when i'm like talking to people oh, oh, take care we got that rescheduled for whatever and we'll uh see you then see you then when yeah that's nice though it's a little friendly sign yeah, off there works like you better be there you better, i'm expecting you, you i'll be, be there so you better be there <laughs> heck yeah but no that was a fun one that was a fun oh yeah one. it seemed like we we certainly i think we probably hit our time marks in there pretty oh, decently. Definitely. I, definitely i just kept yeah. blabbing about resident evil because that's just what happens so <laughs>